What is going on, my beautiful people? What is going on? Here for you, I have the 38 podcast episode, and we are speaking on a very interesting topic, a very interesting yet essential topic. You know, I think it is very essential to talk about things as such today. So I want to pre- I want to say I appreciate y'all for tuning in to the last episode. I appreciate y'all for following me on social media, supporting, ordering t-shirts, ordering the waters, armbands, all of that. Support, support, support galore. I appreciate you all. Y'all make sure y'all stay tuned and check out this 38 podcast episode. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. What is going on, my beautiful people? What is going on? In the place to be, in the place to be, have the 38 podcast episode for you all. And to today's episode, we're speaking on childhood trauma. And the topic came from, if any of you um are on social media, you probably have or you probably have not seen where the um the pastor was trying to baptize a, a young boy. And the young boy was not very fun of the water. So he was pretty much, um, he wasn't being competent with what was going on. It doesn't seem like he really, he really comprehended what was going on or that he pretty much agreed what was going on. But the mother, she was like forcing it and she didn't care. She wanted it to continue. And the pastor was kind of like slanging the boy like a little bit. And he was like, you not scared. That's what the pastor was saying. And so, um, the little boy, after he got, after it was done, he, he just cried. It was just almost like a, I felt sorry for him. And so I said, you know something, as we are growing up to continue to be great adults, we have to sometimes look back and see things that our parents maybe may force upon us or excuse you. I mean, bless you. <laughs> things our parents may have, you know, placed upon us that we weren't in agreement with, but we accept it. And, you know, sometimes those things can make us a little, um, they can make us a little... Hmm, what would the word be? Fearful. Fearful. So um I got Slim with me to y'all Just tonight. Today, tonight. Tell people hey Slim. What up, y'all? So 38 Podcast episode. We're speaking on childhood trauma. Um, first we're gonna start off just saying what do you feel like is the definition of of childhood trauma? Like what what would be something that you know is like, okay. That is considered tra- childhood trauma, like an experience that happened, and you just know for sure that, like, this is what ruined this child, or this is what gave this child a certain feeling, or you know, um, made them grow into a certain type of person. Um, I don't think it's like no specific thing, it, it varies, it could be something very small, like, for instance, that little boy might have a feel of water from now on a church exactly like that could have damaged his spiritual relationship maybe permanently you never know exactly you know from a child point of view all they know is they dunking me in the water exactly don't know what it is probably don't know who god is depending on how they raised so it's just like i'm just out here kids have i don't know that's a touchy subject because people act like kids don't have feelings and emotions. And I think they feel things more deeply than we do because they can't express themselves the way they want to. 
and they so pure with it. Like, they don't have no motive. They don't mm -hmm. have no reason to lie or nothing. They just so pure. So, it's like to feel for them is just the ultimate. Like, they can feel it all. And then their emotions are overlooked on a daily basis. Right. Don't ask me that. Don't question me. No. And that's why I said in my in um my second book, y'all make sure I go to Amazon.com and get the second book, The Nonperfect Guys Parenting. I said I got talking about it and I say talk, talk, and listen too. These kids are sponges all day long mm -hmm. to our information. They privy to everything. We don't ask them, you know, what they would like to hear, what they wouldn't like to hear. They just it's placed upon them and they forced to listen to everything that we have to say all day long and then we can't sit down and just listen to them for a quick second or three two minutes, three minutes and we act like it's a problem when they want to open their mouth and speak. So again, okay. So do you feel like that you had any childhood trauma placed upon you at a early age? Ages we would say, let's say from one through ten, or maybe one through one through thirteen, in teenage stages, do you feel like you have any childhood trauma placed upon you? Something that like made you feel like, okay, you know what, I'm never going to do such and such because of such and such. I don't think I had nothing that said I wasn't gonna do X Y Z because of this. I think I um for me, I didn't probably try to gain control over like a certain trauma. Right. And, you know, like if I'm controlling this or I'm doing this myself, then I can't, I ain't hurting me. I'm right. taking control over That's this. That's right, right. By doing it the way I want to do it versus it being forced on me. So, yeah. It depends on a lot of, you know, I think every, I don't say everybody had childhood trauma. I think everybody do, but it just varies on the scale of, Significant to right. insignificant, but everything yeah. is gonna be significant to the person that's experienced. Exactly. Like my mama, she scared of the Michelin Man over something that happened when she was a little girl. Right. But it's embedded in like her I subconscious, right? Because of something that she don't even remember. So I say with me, I think for childhood trauma, um, I I truly. I wouldn't say it's so much as trauma, but something that like dawned on me at an early age was I felt, um, I had an instance where somebody in my family, I won't even be real specific about it. Or somebody that is, you know, above family, they told me they would do something for me and they never came through on it. And I think I probably told you this before. I don't it know. So and so, no, it's not, it's not being petty, but it's, it's, it shows you how, the things that you went through as a child, the things that you went through with your mother, with your father, that groomed you for today and how you treat other people and how you choose to treat other people because now you do know better. Then you may not have known better. So I would say this instance right here where somebody told me something, they didn't keep their word. Mm -hmm. I'll just say that. And from that day forward, I always said to myself, I don't care what it is. I'm going to keep my word to people. Now, if I forget about something, please remind me. But I said that right there, it made me feel so strong. Like, how could you tell somebody you're going to do something and you don't answer your phone? You just don't do it. And I was a kid at that time. I was like almost reaching teenage age, um, 13, but I was 12. But it's just like, how could you tell me this and you don't follow through? So I always said because of that, I would never not keep my word to anybody. And I never wanted to deal with a man who 
can just tell me things loosely out of their mouths and not follow through on their word and keep their word and keep their promises because I didn't want to deal with a man like that because the way it made me feel in that moment as a kid I never forget and I always said I was going to stay true to making sure I keep my word and whatever it was I said I did now I don't know if that's so much as trauma trauma but I, I I do feel like it shaped me in a way where it made me go harder. Like, you know, don't sit around waiting on nobody. Even if somebody say they're going to do it, you make sure you do it so you can already have it done and what they do is a plus. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this was, I'm telling you, I was 13, 14 thinking like this, like, go hard, go hard so you won't have no excuse. Nobody can tell you they're going to do something for you and you be over here just looking crazy with your hand out and they don't come through. And that was like, that shaped me in a huge way to start wanting to work in high school and making sure I have my own and making sure I don't ask nobody for nothing so nothing could be through over my head and none of that so I will say that was that's one of like the biggest things for me as far as childhood trauma I would say so now how long do you feel a person is able to just say well that happened to me when I was 10 and they 40 now like, how, how much time do you get to dwell on what happened to you as a child until you just say, hey, I'm going to right my wrongs. My mama wouldn't, she didn't do this, this. My daddy, he didn't do this, 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 this. But I know better and I got to do better because I'm raising a generation of kids now. So how long do you feel like it, it takes for somebody to just say, you know, you can't put a time on what somebody feels like they've been hurt from. But you also have to understand that some things just are what they are. And you got to keep it moving in order to, you know, build a better future for your generation of kids. So how long do you feel like somebody can sit around and say, I got hurt when I was 12 and I don't love these good no more. You know, that's how they, that's how men be. I got my heart broke when I was 13 and I never turned back. I treat our lump. So how long, you know, and we might be accountable in some of those areas as well. It's not just the person that we're blaming. You got to think about, you know, our accountability, our mental mind state in that time. So how long do you feel like somebody can walk around blaming things on their parents and blaming things on their past before they just do the right thing and straighten up? Because they know better now. Do they get a time period? or? Yeah. Um, it it, it depends. Okay, say like, well, no. I don't know because it's hard for me to... <laughs> you can't be... Example. Just going to use a loose example. Okay. Somebody that got molested when they was 10. Right. Okay. You can't be 60 doing stupid shit. Dang, excuse me, y'all. You can't be 60 <laughs> doing stupid stuff and saying, oh, well, 50 years ago, this happened. Because at some point, it has to be a level of acceptance. Right. A level of understanding. Mm-hmm. And it has to be a process of forgiving or moving on from something right like that's a lot of power that you giving up by letting something dominate you or like i know a lot of addicts use trauma as excuses right but after they're high gone the memory come back Mm -hmm. or the experience come back it's a lot of bad things that can happen in this world but when you grow older, you mature, you have kids, certain stuff, like, you got to realize you might not never get an apology from nothing. That's right. You can't jump in no time machine and go and change nothing. So now what do you do? If you traumatized by somebody and they dead, what you going to do? Write a letter to them? They ain't going to read it? I mean, that might be a good... It is. 
that might be a yeah. good thing, like therapeutically right. speaking. But at the same time, all that hurt and that pain is still gonna be there. Right. So you gotta talk. You have to tell yourself, okay, look, this happened. It was messed up. But I can't just let this just hold on to me. Right. Like forever. So I have to make a conscious decision to grow. And release. Let it yeah, go. Yeah, release it. Because you only hurting yourself. If it's trauma caused by somebody, they done forgot about it a long time ago. Right. And that's the that's the situation where in since I was gonna say next, my next kinda like that's like the segue me to my next question. When you have parents that didn't do right by their kids. I always talk to the kids that I work with when they tell me like my mama don't care, my mama don't love me. And they say a lot of little stuff like that. And what I say to them is it's not that they don't care, it's not that they don't love you, they don't know. And when you kind of, I kind of break it down like they don't know. Their mother did not teach them. They, and it's not that I'm trying to make an excuse. You know, I am trying to soothe them. But at the same time, you do have to kind of understand. You have to explain to some people like, I can't never be mad at my mama for whatever it was she did. I feel like I had a great life as a kid. Now, whatever she didn't know, she couldn't have told me. You know what I mean? So whatever she missed out on, that's what she wasn't taught. Because if she was taught it, she would have taught it to me. So we have to understand stuff like that. You know, as far as parents, a lot of us, we have grudges towards our mother. We have grudges towards our fathers. But you go look at their mama. Look at your grandma and see what, what she's instilling upon you or what she's taught you. And then you will see what your mama didn't get from her. And then it goes on. Then their mama and their mama and their mama. So sometimes when kids, like, have grudges towards their mothers and their fathers, I always say, like, if they didn't get taught that, they cannot teach you that. They did not know that. Okay. You know, it reminds me of hurt people, hurt people. Right. At what point does the cycle end where you say, hypothetically, mm-hmm. okay, say your mama, and this is just hypothetical, because shout out to Cole, you did a good job with your children. Well, most of them. Thank so God. Right <laughs> say, hypothetically, Nicole had y'all going to school looking crazy. Mm-hmm. Looking dirty, hell not done, smelling, doing all this type of stuff. Right. And you go back and you see that that's how she was raised. Mm-hmm. But as a child, you hated being raised like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, I get your point. Yeah. But it's like, it's you want to do point, better. Yeah. yeah. But everybody doesn't have that motivation because when I'm coming from the background of, see, I'm not making an excuse, not but yet. but I can see it from both sides. You know, if you just been towed down and constantly put down and your self-esteem is low and you have no confidence, you have no, no get up and go or nothing. You don't even possess the skills to give that to your kids. So, you know, sex feels good and you had a kid. And you weren't thinking about, oh, I need to raise them right. I need to instill values and morals. You weren't thinking about that. You had this kid, and you always been so low as a person that you you can't even give that to your kid. You can't even give great energy to your kid because it's never been placed upon you. You've never like felt like you needed to seek out here to find that, and you just don't possess that. And so, boom, that's your kid. 
They don't have that. They don't seek it because their mother don't have it in them and their father don't have it in them. And then boom, then they have a kid. And you know what I'm saying? And it goes on. Some people don't even have that in them to want better, to want more, to know that there's more out there. Some people stay in their bubble. They're not exposed to anything better, to anything new. And the cycle just keeps on continuing. And it's millions of people out here like so you're that. You're saying that some people, it's like it remind me of a... um. Two siblings growing up in the projects. Mm-hmm. One of them live the lifestyle that he grew up around. Right. And then you got the other one whose sole mission in life is to never be in that position again. Exactly. So I guess it just depends on the mind. Exactly. Because my mama got four kids. We all came up around each other in the same household. We all got different directions in life. Got the same mama. Been taught the same values, same principles. Make sure your background and your picture clean. Clean up behind yourself when you cook. Make sure you, right, what goes on in this house stays in this house. Don't do this, this, this. Don't do this, this, that. Get whooped in the drop over hat. Don't be in grown folks' face. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Do this, do that, do that, do that. We all know that. We, that has been instilled in us consistently. But we got four different directions in life. You see what I'm saying? So everybody that that even if somebody that came up and seeing that everybody don't have that desire in life, everybody don't have that mindset in life. And as much as it's like I'm the person that be like, forget them excuses. I don't even see it as an excuse. Now I've started just accept that some people really just don't have it. You know what I mean? And they can't even give it to their kids. That's why I say everybody. You mean just out here having kids and having everybody should not just be out here having kids because when you bring a life into this world, they deserve the utmost everything. They need your best effort. They need your best honor. They need everything you can give them because they got to keep the legacy going. And if you can't give them nothing, that's another life out here. They can't give, can't, can't do nothing for society or themselves or, you know, the people around them, but you just having them and having them and having them. Exactly. Exactly. And it's sad to say, but it's true. So childhood trauma, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking on childhood trauma. And is there a time frame for when you should just say, hey, I'm over this. It is what it is. I got to move forward. I got to grow. Now, do you think that is it easier for somebody to grow from childhood trauma if it was something that was like predicated to their mom or dad versus something that wasn't predicated to their mom or dad. Do you think people hold on to things that happen with their parents longer than it's just some random, I was scared of Candyman when I was little and now when I'm grown, I'm like... Nah, family is definitely a more prominent, like, force in your life. Right. Especially when it comes to mama and daddy. Right. We're going to drop daddy to the side for a minute. No disrespect to the men. That's right. But mama. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a guy who grew up feeling like his mama never loved him because she was on drugs, running the street, all that. Mm-hmm. And you can tell at the age that he at now that it still affects him. Right. Because of how he treat women. Mm-hmm. How he's not in his children, his daughter's lives. Right. Like you can you can tell that, but trying to talk to a person and trying to get them to see things from your point of view, that's a very hard thing to do. Exactly. When, 
No, you got some people who internalize stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like a it's like a roadblock that you set up for yourself. It's like, okay, hell, my, my own mama didn't love me. So who the hell gonna love me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Instead but, of trying to learn to love themselves and learn what it feels like to love yourself so you can receive love outside of your family or outside of true, them people. True, but coming from a person that loves themselves, it right. seems simple. It's exactly. But exactly. to a person who's always struggled with it. And that's my point. It seems damn simple. What's easy to some does not come easy to others. And we definitely have to understand that. So it's like you said, I agree. You know, it is harder with family. You know, I got a speech. Um, let me run this past y'all real quick. I got a speech and... um. I did it with a high school class, and what it was was when I came in the classroom, I started critiquing the kids, and I said, I don't like your shoes. I don't like your shirt. I think you shouldn't wear your hair like that. I I just don't like that shirt you got on. I just really think you should have got the blue shoes instead of the red. And so when you say this to a kid, they looking at you like, what? And the the, the speech is uh, the power of the tongue. That's the name of the speech. Um, I don't want to give too much away because I'm going to use that this year. But uh, the power of the tongue. And so what it does is it shows you how a person on the outside could say something about you. And then a person like your mother could say, you need to change those shoes. And you would take into consideration what your mother say versus somebody on the outside because her words mean more. What she says mean more. You feel more emotion when your mother tells you something because you come from that lady. That's who voice has been programming you. So I say that to say, you know... When we are dealing with these kids, I think we're going to pretty much wrap. When we are dealing with these kids, when we are grooming these kids, we have to be mindful that our voice matters. We have to be mindful that our actions matter. We have to be mindful that they are watching us and we are grooming them for the future. We are grooming them for society. We are grooming them to be around people, to, to, to be the person that uplifts other people, to be the person that is the great one out of a crowd full of people that don't believe they can do it. We're grooming them with our words and everything that we say and our actions and everything that we do. We must align these words and these actions so these kids can see greatness, so they can know greatness because they hang on to our every word. What we say matters. So as parents, you know, this is like an all call, call to action. We got to make sure that in these moments where we are so frustrated and we are so overdone with, with emotion and we are so we just to the limit and we don't have no time to breathe. We don't have no time to relax. We don't have no time to do anything. These kids, they did not ask to be here. And for them not asking to be here, it, it doesn't mean for us to just give everything and don't have nothing to be draining tired. But it means let's make sure we keep working to become better. Let's make sure we work to give ourselves more knowledge, more, more, more self-care, more self-love so we can give them more. When we are full with more, then we can give them more so they won't deal with a lot of childhood trauma. So they won't deal, grow up dealing with, they don't know how to comprehend what was, what is, so they can grow up and they don't know how and, and they can understand how to love other people, to communicate with other people, to to understand other people and be open to whatever other people have been through in their life. And that's up to us as parents to make sure we are walking in the right steps so we can continue to give these kids what they need because they did not ask to be here. But we have to make sure we are equipped with what they need so we can continue to give and give and give. And we have to make sure we are equipped with what we need so we can give because you cannot give what you don't have. You cannot be out here saying you're going to be the certain type of parent this and a certain type of parent that 
and you don't have it in you. Work on yourself. Continue to be a better person. Continue to, to, to put that work in so you can make sure you give that to your kid because they deserve that. Childhood trauma is real. A lot of these young men, they out here blaming their mamas for the way they treat women. They disrespect for the women. They they talk about women like dogs. They don't give women a chance. They think everybody going to break their heart. They don't understand the power in words. They don't understand the power of their mind. So they haven't been taught that. So they only do what they're taught. You only know what you are exposed to and as parents we supposed to expose these kids to so much so they won't grow up with that one track mind so as a mother of a three-year-old i say make sure you give yourself everything that you need so you can give your child even more childhood trauma it might exist in a certain way you don't even know that you probably placed upon a child something small they can hold on to but continue to make sure you build your mindset and grow as a person and give yourself so much so you can give that child so much more anything you got to say slim we're talking to these children like y'all crazy don't yeah. be sitting there going around especially no little girl you oh, ugly yeah. you stupid then your child grow up saying, well, I'm stupid anyway. Right. And they ain't going to apply themselves. Right. You got to watch that. I right. know you be ang people be angry at the, the, the other person you had the baby with, but that child don't deserve that. Right. Love yourself. Learn how to love yourself so you can learn how to love your kid. Learn how to take care of yourself so you can learn how to take care of your kid. Learn that you need attention and you need so much so you can learn that your kid also needs the same thing. Sometimes kids just really do be wanting attention. Sometimes they just be want like, and she'll just echo something. She just want to be like, I'm going to come in and let mama hold you. Just hold and hug and then she'll get right back on track. Sometimes that's all they need, but you won't know that's all they need when you don't even know that's what you need sometimes. So, you know, empathy to, to, to feel what somebody else feels, you, you have to make sure that you are present in life to know that these are things that I need. So if I'm a human and my child is a human being, then he or she also needs the same thing that I need. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to give them that because I'm giving myself so much of that. And I'm so open to understanding that. So again, when you become a better person, your child will become the best person. When you feel like you're giving your all and you're becoming great every day, your child will be even greater. It's a process. Work on yourself every day. So you leave no room for no childhood trauma. Beating these kids. These, I mean, it's people out here killing kids. When they get mad, they anger. It shouldn't even get to a point like that. You got to understand. You cannot give what you don't have. Fill your cup up so your child cup. Everything that's running over in your cup is going right to your child. They get all the extras from you. So make sure you give yourself what you need so you don't have no space or no room to say, well, my baby was, he, he, he I did this and that, so that's why he liked that, because I used to do that. No, we're going to love on these kids. We're going to be open. We're going to grow with these kids. We're going to understand what these kids need, because that's the same thing we need. We all human. Those basic needs that we need, they need too. You know what, though? What? You know, it's a lot of people, especially when people have kids young, a lot of people are essentially growing up with their kids. Right. Like, as soon as you mature, you have a child. So you're right. trying to figure this out. You're going to make mistakes along the road. Right. But you cannot expect for your child to be understanding to that. Right. Because at the end of the day, I mean, if they get older, then they'll be able to see things from a different perspective, especially when they start having kids. But 
Why they young? They got. They not gonna understand that. That's why communication is important. Right. And the way you talk to your children become their inner voice. voice. So always gotta be mindful of that. Always gotta be mindful of that. Always gotta be mindful of that. You can't. You can't look at something that you brought in this world and say you ugly. You stupid. Now that's 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 a reflection of you. If they ugly and stupid, you ugly and stupid. At my most frustrating moments with my baby, that's when I'm not trying to be the calmest to her. Right. Like she'll call my name, mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm like, yes, baby. And she in that stage. Inside, <laughs> I be wanting to just punch the wall. Like, look, girl, why is you calling my name a thousand times? But you know. Like you said, that's a stage she in. That's a stage. Sure, and teach you patience. Or they they do. Nothing else. else. And, and you need that. If if nobody else can, sometimes who else can give you that? Who else can sit you down and make you be patient and make you slow down and make you listen and make you learn? What else in the world could do that? Nobody. That's the purest form of love. Exactly. Something you created. Something exactly. Something inside of you. Or, you know, something that you help create for the men. But we get what we need when we need it. Yeah. And so stop, stop, stop talking crazy and looking down on these kids because the thing about it is some of us wouldn't even be alive if we didn't have these kids. Some of us, all all we living for is the kid. The kids are saving you. These children are saving the parents. So to talk down and to, to treat them mean and to beat them and do everything else and cause childhood trauma experiences you know, you killing your own self. When you killing your kid, you killing your energy. That's your energy. That's your lifeline. So, you know, make sure you watch what you say. Be careful with these kids because they're the ones got to wipe your butt when you get old. They're the ones got to make the decision to pull the plug. They're the ones got to see if you're going to the nursing home. They're the ones that got to see about you. You cannot talk to your children crazy for 20 years. That's right. They're going to automatically respect you off the strength that you they mama. That's right. Or you they daddy. That's right. It don't work like that. Respect is a two-way street. That's whether right. it's mother, child, father, child, all that. Preach. Uh-uh. Hallelujah. If I grow up talking to my child crazy, not caring about how she feel, she going to grow up and she going to hate me. Exactly. And I can't do nothing about that. Exactly. So while I got to... You know, she's two. Right. So I got time to rein it in, bun, love her. ain't got no memory yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. She remember what some pops was there. So we're going to close it out, and I'm going to say, make sure you understand this. You cannot give what you don't have. Make sure you give yourself everything and more so you can give your child even more. Thank y'all for supporting. Thank y'all for listening. Make sure y'all follow me on all social media platforms. Priceless Motivation. We are checking out. You got something to say, Slim? Nope. What you guys say? Mm-hmm. Oh. Priceless Motivation. Drink your water. Peace.